It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yeah, we back You know what I mean? <laughs> Black History Year We out here Thriving Word Thriving, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting to get warm. Starting, yeah, to get warm. Starting to turn that corner. Spring is is almost sprung. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I'm still, still, we'll see. The shit has been very reluctant weather wise, but we will see if we all the way into the warm weather. You know, we damn near in May, so hopefully. The cool, Hopefully. chill shit reserves the right to pop back in, especially in the Northeast, you know what I'm saying, up until about 4th of July. So, Damn, all the way up to 4th of July? Man, I don't know why people always forget. Sometimes it get chilly in June, man. I don't know why people forget. It get chilly in May sometimes, too. But, you know, I, I, you know, I be, every time I say it, people are like, man, you out your mind. But... I recall years, you know what I'm saying? But that's why we had to move our block party from early summer to all the way down in August because mm. it got cold as fuck, like right around 4th of July. So, I mean, I ain't just saying it, but I know it sounds strange, but that chill do pop back in in New York every now and again, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying, in the April and the May and sometimes in the June. <laughs> You sound like you're about sound like you're about ninety years old on a rocking chair talking about I don't know why they I say it all the time. I've seen it. Years and years have passed. That ain't yeah, that man. ain't even no insult for me. I I, I wanna be yeah. that. There you go. There you go. Weatherman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even on the weather, just you know what I'm saying, on on life. Cause you done seen it. And a lot of times when you you know, when you remember it, people act like it ain't real. But you remember it, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. It's like mm. it's a lot of revisionist history, but you know it do it. That chill pop back in sometimes. You know, to that point about you know seeing it and then seeing it again and 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 even again, I realized to like you know to embrace that in a good way. Maybe it's a cycle, not a cycle, but maybe it's a, a process. But I think that um, I found myself. Finding, like, kind of seeing exactly what was going to happen, play out. And I'd had a conversation about something. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is probably how it's going to go. And this is how they're going to roll it out or whatever, whatever. And when I saw what I thought rolling out, there was a moment of, I knew this shit. And it was, it's a, it's a decision to make to where... You could either be jaded or you could just understand that things, you know, a lot of things repeat, you know, and that's just the cycle of life. And you kind of, you take it as it is, just like rain, you know, it's not like, see, there you go. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's very much a decision because it's very easy to be jaded when you've seen something kind of play out, especially if you feel like it could be performative or it could be you know, something that's insincere played up to be true or played for to, you know, evoke fear or things of that nature. You could be like, hear that, look at this. This is that bullshit. You could do that. This is that bullshit. Or you could be like, yep, 
Okay, I see where this is. And you just take it for what it is. You know what I mean? Don't really cast too much uh, scorn on it. You know, you just say, all right, this is human behavior. This is this is life. And it's, and it's uh, you know, as it's, as it's lived. You know, like it's an interesting time. So what did you see play but, out? Uh, look, I don't want to be... <laughs> I don't want to be insensitive. You know what I'm saying? Um, but nah, cause it's not, and it's not, and I'm I'm preface it by not being insensitive at all, right? So you seen, you know, it was the the uh, the shooting today on the train, and um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. We, you know, still everything the details are still kind of unfolding or whatever, and you know, we were just like, uh, my friend was like, you know. Because we was just having this conversation like, you know, New York is, is shit has been kind of crazy since COVID, right? And, um, and the question was like, have things been crazier or is it just way more like with social media and camera phones is just way more surveillance and things of that nature? And I said it could. I think there is an uptick, but I think there's also the fact that the matter is that, yeah, we are bombarded with a lot of coverage mm -hmm. you know and it's not just news outlets it's just everybody like i found out about the subway shooting from my friend in philly who may have found out via the internet somehow you know what i mean like that's 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 how i found out about it i live in new york city mm -hmm. you know but then as we were kind of talking about it i was like you know i um you know i said you know back in the days before things like this were you know the news of the day where everybody, not just New Yorkers, but everybody's talking about it. it, it it's it becomes like they can it can grow a bit of hysteria, and it was the con it was the conversation of, you know, when there wasn't much coverage, things could look like isolated incidents. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, oh, this happened in Brooklyn, or this, you know, back in the days, the Bronx is burning. So people in Manhattan was like, oh shit, the Bronx is burning. You know what I mean? But they it wasn't the same level of fear for someone that lived in Manhattan. You know. And then I was just like, um, you know, we're going to see how the um, the news cycle plays out. And obviously, you know, we just got a new mayor. You know, you got a new police chief. You even got a new, I don't know if it's incumbent, you know, you got a new governor. You know what I mean? And it's like things could turn to get performative because people want to feel a sense of safety. But also there could be a sense of fear that is provoked. Now, obviously, what happened is scary as hell. Now, nobody wants that type of thing to happen. That is, there is, there's no diminishing what happened at all. Mm -hmm. But um, I was watching the coverage, and the police chief, I think it was the police chief, the woman, I forget her name, I'm going to get her name in a second, but uh, the black police chief. Uh, she was kind of saying, this is what's going on. This is what we know so far, blah, blah, blah. Very level-headed. This is what we know so far. Uh, you know, we're still looking for the suspect, but this is, we got eyes on the suspect. Uh, you know, this, you know, at this point, there are no bombs anywhere on the train that we can, you know, we could pretty safely determine that that's not that, you know, just kind of calming it down. Mm -hmm. And then she was going to turn it over to the fire department to kind of give their... You know, 
extra whatever they're going to add to it. You know what I mean? Like their their perspective and, you know, just the, the fire department, police department, logistic type of things. Right. And then as she was about to hand it off, the governor wanted to come to the to the mic and then the governor was like, oh, she's like, oh, my bad. The governor wants to speak. And then the governor got all there, was like, this person was depraved. This person, these people was an idyllic day. You know, people were just minding their business and that like again all of this is true but it was like they were like this person is on the loose like it was just like it was a it was a lot of theater for ah uh, again i'm not trying to be jaded because i seen it kind of happen what are you thinking here i just thought that 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 felt Unnecessary Felt a little performative The speech Does that speech That part of it mm -hmm. Because it didn't really Add to anything But to the drama Of it all Right You know Like And Again This is day of And I don't You know what I mean And uh You know My um Condolences And God bless Anybody that got hurt In this thing You That's One of the greatest fears In being underground In a You know Claustrophobic You know Being on a train or being on any public transportation, you know what I'm saying? Especially since, you know, the terrorism boost since 01 and things of that nature, or even beyond that, Atlanta bombings. And, you know, it's just like any type of, you know, thing that can impact the public is always frightening, right? But I do feel that, and this is separate from this, there's this part of... uh I've noticed that one narrative or one uh, tool that really drives, uh, that is really a, a driver in society is fear. You know what I mean? It's fear and capitalism. Those are two things that really drive what's going on and, and shit. People fear of people losing capital, you know what I mean? But like this fear thing, this like, what, what about your kids or what, who's lurking behind it? And these are things that you cannot control, you yeah. know? And it's like, how productive is it to be living on edge, you know, for all of your life? You know, like there's a, you know, like even with COVID and everything like that. And I'm not saying that I'm, uh, exempt from feeling a certain type of way, you know, but just sometimes there can be a different way of doing it. You know, like I even to, and not to get on no governor to governor thing, cause that's not even, but I'm just giving a, one of the quickest examples I have and one of the most successful examples of current day when we had uh, everything going on with COVID, when it was in the uptick, I know when Cuomo would sit down and talk about it, he was very level-headed. You know what I'm saying? This is what's going on, da-da-da-da-da, because there was enough hysteria out there, and mm -hmm. there was some shit going on. People were losing their lives. It was absolutely severe, but it was also somebody saying, this is what's going on. This is what we know so far. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, a, it's just a way of how you can deal with uh, tragic events that can kind of, you know, there's there's a certain level in my mind. There's a certain level of responsibility that you can have on that mic, especially when people are listening. I give you another example, real quick, and then I'm done. I was 
hosting an event a long time ago, uh, a few years ago. It was a rap concert uh, for like a magazine or whatever, and it was um, and it was a it was a live ass concert, right? It was in my, it was in New York, and uh, at one point, a fight broke out, right in the middle of the in the middle of the floor. Crowd broke out. I mean, a fight broke out, and it was like a dude fighting this this woman, and. Mm. Shorty was whipping his ass, like, <laughs> effectively. Bing, 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 tearing his ass up. Me, on the mic, I was the host of the event. I'm on the mic like, oh, shit, a fight just broke out. Oh, she handling this thing. You know, I'm, I'm amping it. And motherfucking one of the security guards snatched the mic from me and shit. was like, yo, chill. You know, shut it down. Nigga, you can, he ain't say nigga, but you can incite a riot by doing that type of shit. You know? Like, it's frequency. People respond to frequency is right. what I'm saying. Right. But like right. in right. that moment, I was so like I was I was thrown a little Yeah, I was caught up in the moment. It was a it was an interesting night, you know what I mean? Um, you know, the crowd part, you know, it was a it was a it was a wild little night. And um that shit came out of nowhere and I was like, oh shit, you know, because I'm for I, you know, performing comedy. You know, if you're on stage and the and the waitress drops a tray of drinks, if you keep performing like you didn't hear that tray of drinks drop, you might lose the audience mm -hmm. because now you've disconnected yourself. So you kind of gotta acknowledge it. You don't gotta gas it at oh she about to lose her job. You know, you don't gotta do all of that. But you like, you know, you gotta tip your hat to like we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. I see that, and then keep it going. But um, that night I was OD, you know, I think, uh, I think honestly, I don't think I was, uh, my host, it was going in and out a little bit too. I'm not going to lie from being all the way for real. Because so it was one of those moments. And just, just being a nigga on the stage. Yeah, it, it converged. It's the, it's the Venn diagram. It was right there in the middle of that shit. Doing some nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? A nigga with a mic. And uh, that's what happened. But anyway. I say all that to say we the whole way I got into that shit was just like, you know, you're talking about how you see things and you kind of see things play out and then you see things play out again similarly and you see things play out again similarly and it doesn't surprise you as much and there's that, you know, it's that choice whether you're jaded about it or you just kind of know that that's just... That's just how humanity works sometimes. So, so the thing you that know? you were seeing play out over and over again was the theater after... Well, I didn't watch it a whole lot. Okay, I got to everything after the fact, right. right? As far as what happened today. And we'll talk about that. As far as what happened today. Like I told you, somebody hit me like, yo, it's crazy what happened. I said, what happened? And they told me. I said, oh, wow. Because I was at the grocery store. So then I'm like, I'm going on my phone. I'm looking and there's a video of the, um, like I said, the the like the recap video, the, the video in which they're speaking to New York City. And and, um, and I would like you, if you do a Twitter search, and it might not be up anymore, but if you do a Twitter search and you look at it, you could kind of see the difference in tone, you know? And it just, maybe I'm, maybe I'm sensitive because of I like, perform. The, of the dude who said, you know, this was, the guy was depraved. Yeah, the woman. It was a woman. Our, our, um, gov our governor, governor, I forget her name too. But yeah. So this is my observation with that. Speaking to that particular thing. Good. Because we was watching it here in the office, blah, blah, blah. We had it on screen. And one thing that stood out that was missing from normal New York tragedies and shit is 
you know, and it hasn't been for a long time. And, and as much as this cat was a wild cat that, you know, had a lot of things to disagree about. Giuliani was going to make his way to that mic. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, anything happened in the city, he going to be damn one of the first ones on the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a senseless thing that happened in New York City today. We're going to search high and low until we find the, the, the perpetrator who committed this senseless act of violence. And da, 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 da. And you, but New York is the safest subway system in the world, and, and you should feel no other way about it, and we're going to get down to the bottom of this. You know what I'm saying? Like you said with Cuomo, like mm-hmm. Julian had that shit kind of perfected of he is already like the the you know law and order guy. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's one of the things you you gonna always get from him that law and order part of it. But right in the crazy situations, even on his way out the door on nine eleven, he tried to make a you know what I'm saying a, a next run for it after nine eleven. But he always is gonna report it as if you know we gonna get this shit under control. We gonna get to the bottom right. of it. New Yorkers need to feel safe. You know because. New York got too many motherfuckers, man. And as much mm-hmm. as we we move around day to day, it's a a miracle that most shit don't happen. You know what I'm saying? With all the people that that's there in one space, going about to and fro every day. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's almost like you get on like I used to go to work, and before they restructured the uh, the um, World Trade Center stop. Not the Royal Trade Center, mm-hmm. but what's that? Uh, Fulton Street stop, the A, okay. Borough right, Hall right, on right, the right. Green Line. Uh-huh. When you're transferring from the A to the Green Line, the four, five, six, the way that the traffic, all the people had to go to get to the train, it was always crowded with, mm-hmm. with all of the trains, like the traffic converging from transferring from all the other trains. And mm-hmm. I swear, every morning there was a fight in that motherfucker. Like a, a physical, you know what I'm saying? A whole tussle. Right. right. And so I was like, man, some, man, this shit is just too many people, man, for stuff not to happen on a regular, you know what I'm saying? So surprisingly enough, though, you know, it, it always just ended as a little scuffle of, like you said, a fist of cuffs and then, you know, things got on the train. You know, they might have pushed mm-hmm. their way into the train, but they was in there, slammed together, smashed on the way to work, New York style. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's something that can New Yorkers kind of get used to, like little stuff happening. But there's always that that looming dread that what if something crazy happened while I'm in this train right now, you know? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? You be like between stops, you're like, shit, this a long ass you know what I'm saying? Right. Situation between stops, and then you got somebody on the train acting crazy. You're like, oh, Lord. It's a long way to the next stop. So now you preparing yourself for whatever's going to happen inside of this tube with this crazy motherfucker in this car. Do we all have to rush him? What are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Is, or he's mm-hmm. just, he just talking out the side of his neck, you know? So I can only imagine being in the train where that, anxiety actually plays itself out, which is a scary right. fucking situation. You know what I'm saying? Right. And again, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we could sit back in the safety of my office and be like, well, damn, why they ain't rush that motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? 
But mm-hmm. you wasn't the one in there because first of all, you ain't even dealing with just that shooter. You know what I'm saying? And what he's doing. You're dealing with the fact that God, your worst nightmare has come alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that in itself is like, oh my God, this shit is happening. I can't get out this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Right. So before you can start wrapping your mind about rushing them and all that, you dealing with the fact that this is happening in the first place. So, right. and I'm not sure how long the, the thing lasted or if they pulled into the station, right? You know, because I think the gun jammed or something like that. So, mm-hmm. so you know, at that point, I'd be like, damn, they should have rushed them. But maybe the door's open. You know what I'm saying? And they was right. like, let's get the fuck up out of here. So, you know, that's, yeah. that was that was like, you know, some of the thoughts on that. Because, like, again, New York has this very, it's way safer than it could be. It's all out. You know what I'm saying? What I would say. It's like, right. you know, with all the cuts and the dips and the dives and the alleys and the, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of shit could pop off and and miraculously, it don't often pop off the way that it, it did today. Right. So Yeah. To that point, I think that there's like, um, as far as, you know, particularly like being on the train and all of that, right? Being gathered amongst all of these different people, you know? these different people, underground, claustrophobic, you know, like, I think there's like this, it's like an unspoken pact on a certain level. Like, I don't know you, but it's definitely don't start no shit, won't be no shit. We in this together. We all just trying to go to work. You know, it don't got to be particularly idyllic because it does smell like piss. This motherfucker's doing all types of wild shit. Showtime, nigga, almost kicked you in your head. You know what I mean? But you you like, there's a symphony that goes on underground that a lot of this shit, it's a, it, and honestly, quiet is kept. I do feel like there is a bit of a communal numbing that you do when you in that space. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not numbing, but you kind of bracing yourself you hoping it ain't no bullshit. You stay, you know, you try to stay as aware as you can. You could get as comfortable as maybe fall asleep, but, you know, you ain't all the way asleep because you know where you stop is coming, you know, all of that type of shit. But there's this, like, understanding. Don't wild out. You know what I'm saying? Even if shit start to get a little crazy, there seems to be a cap on the crazy. It's like this kind of unspoken thing. You know what I mean? There's some disruption every so often, but more often than not, I think people all understand we just trying to get to where we trying to get to. You know, this is this is this is the uh the the cost of engagement. This is New York City. This shit is crowded as fuck. We live on top of each other in general. You know what I mean? This is probably the most concentrated that we going to get all day. But, you know what I mean? Like this is damn near the only way. You know what I'm saying? There's other ways, but this is, you know, this is the general way that we do it. And this is part of the culture here. And it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of like a pact, right? So there's that, right? And to that point, Giuliani was the mayor of New York City. You know what I mean? And um, the governor sits from a place that's a little remote, you know? So her purview is different. She's looking at it as somebody that's an outsider on a certain level. She's New York, but it's not New York City. So she's also dealing with the rest of New York who may visit New York City and they watching that shit. They might be in Oneonta and they looking at the news and they like, oh, shit. 
well, I'm not going down to, to Broadway. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, whatever the fuck. Like, you know, my grandmother living in Brownsville, some shit happened in anywhere in the hundreds when I was living in Harlem. She'd be like, I heard it was a shooting over there on 100 and such and such. Are you okay? Like, yeah, grand, that's off on the east side. Da, 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 da. Like, cause she's just concerned from afar, right? And then uh, not to be cynical, but again, like, this is all a new regime. So that's why I feel like the performative nature comes in. It's like, I got to set a tone. I got to set a tone that I'm going to be hard. I'm going to be tough. I'm going to be this. I'm I'm here for y'all. You know what I mean? You don't even know me. I'm Maya such and such. Because nobody know her right at this point. You know what I'm saying? But I, I let, me, let me get on the mic. Let me let, because she was like, I want to let New York City know that the whole New York. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot of that type of shit. Now, um, go ahead. I will tell you this on my, um, you know, conspiracy side of things. Oh shit! Here we go, Mahomstradamus. Nah, it's interesting because go ahead. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, uh huh, was supposed to have a call, like a, a address, where he was taking interviews and shit. We was gonna do one with him today. Mm. On violence in New York City Addressing the violence in New York City That's going on mm-hmm. So today was supposed to happen Like this afternoon for summer or whatever and He was supposed to be doing these um, these ass- Answering all the questions about New York City And what they were going to do about the violence So right. of course This one of the most violent acts You know what I'm saying In mm-hmm. recent times Takes place on the day he was supposed to be doing his speech on violence you know, right. not saying that it's not a coincidence. It's just strange. You know what I'm saying? And then I see everybody else on the mic, but him. I think he got COVID or some shit like that. So it's like, yeah, he he got interviewed. He got in, he wasn't at that that uh, press conference, but he was interviewed a little later on in the day. A little like, later on in the day after everybody that made their rounds. Mm. I don't know. You don't be knowing how this thing be working, but I just find it very strange that you know what I'm saying the biggest. Act of violence in New York City takes place on the day he's supposed to be making his grandstand on what his regime is going to do about violence. Mm. It just makes you go, hmm. Hmm. The views of Ali Muhammad. No, I'm fucking with you guys. I'm just saying it's yeah. strange, you know? It's, it's, a, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a, a strange coincidence, that's all. I, I, I can't point no fingers no other kind of way. I'm just saying it's like, damn, that's weird. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I look. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I ain't going to drag you into No, no, Look, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm over here. I'm over here yonder. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is something to consider. Yeah, no, so but. Uh, I'm going to yeah, drag yeah, you into like, my thoughts, but that's just my thoughts, you know. No, nah, I can dig it. I can dig it because you probably ain't the only one thinking that. I I will say this. You say I'm the only I one. will say that. No, I said you're probably not the only uh, one thinking that. No, 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 no. I'll also say this, though. Like, um, back to the other thing. Um, well, two things, twofold on that. Um, well, just a little little bit more context on this thing. Uh, like, obviously, there's probably there's tons of guns on the subway, right? We know that. But, again, like, I feel like there's a, there's a pact, right? Because the... There's probably been shootings on the subway, but it's so rare that the only one I really could think of, like, a top of hand is, like, the Bernard Getz shit that happened, like, way back in the day. Right. It, 
to the you know what I mean? And it, but that shit is still so infamous because it's like wow. And that you know wasn't what I mean? Like the subway. Wasn't that on the subway? Nah, that was like on the metro. That was like on a like a Long Island Railroad or, or Metro North. No, that's Colin Powell. Who? That's Colin Powell that was on the LIRR where he shot up the LIRR. But no, I guess I'm pretty sure it was on the train. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. But I, um, I didn't even live in New York then, so don't don't take yeah. my expertise. Nah, nah, it's all good. So so check that. So there's that. And then the other thing is the guy got on and put on a gas mask and then threw, I guess, a smoke bomb cartridge. So I guess when he did fire, it would, you know, it would probably be really hard to rush somebody if you, you know, like you can't even see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like if you really were trying to be a hero. But that, again, that just seems so extreme, right? And then like... There's another, there was another thing that I guess didn't get really written about. It was a bar in the Lower East Side. I saw on Instagram, they were talking about it. But like, somebody just walked past this bar and poured a bunch of gasoline, like in the entranceway of the bar, like into the bar and lit a match and exploded the bar. People got out safely, but like on basically on some Molotov cocktail type shit. Right. You know? And at the bar. <sighs> You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, who know what the fuck the whole shit was? They done watered down the whiskey. Oh word, but, oh uh, word. That's how we were doing it. Okay, uh, I'll be no back. hats. Okay, right. <laughs> I'll be back. But um, but uh, I last the thing just also with that whole Eric Adams situation. Eric Adams, Eric Adams. Like, there's sometimes when you run on a certain thing, you know, you know, not to get super into energy or whatever, but like. If this is the type of shit that you kind of like, you got to be careful of what you kind of speak it to existence. If you like New York is getting crazy, New York is da 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 da, because you want to, you know, use that as your platform to justify why New York City needs you and all of that. Like, I hope that that don't incite niggas to to wild out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, who knows? I don't know that shit is weird, but like, I don't want to say it's that. Deliberate or whatever But like You know It's just I don't know Sometimes it's kind of like Is it Is it An un, Is it like a Uptick Or is it just A narrative You know Like there's shit that feels different I'm not gonna lie You know what I mean Obviously COVID had New York feeling like No man's land And you know People were out You know On some old You know you know, do it if by your own risk. Motherfuckers wearing masks and all of that other crazy shit and everything like that. So it is a nice little opportunity to get loose. But now as we are starting to reconvene and kind of hopefully get back to normal, you know, I think there is a bit of adjustment period because I do think this COVID shit fucked everybody up. You know what I mean? In places that we won't even realize till for a few years or whatever. But like... Maybe it's just a reshuffling of the deck or whatever. But, um, you know, at the end of it all, you know, condolences and, you know, uh, well wishes to anybody that was hurt. And, uh, you know, we hope, you know, things are taken care of in the, in the best way possible. Uh, yeah. Word. There it is. That was dark. <laughs> yeah, for the front. That's how we cracked it open, huh? We cracked it open. So, you know, it is what it is. It's how you doing though, man? I'm doing good, yeah. man. I'm enjoying the weather. Right. You know, um, 
My my most perfect temperature of all temperatures is 74 degrees. That's like perfect. Mm. 74 degrees and sunny. Low humidity. Mm. That's like mm-hmm. that's heaven weather in my mind. That's that's good weather. I ain't, I don't know if I'm that uh it, uh Explicit about or like that. I don't. I ain't never really got it down to the to the uh, the temperature. But I do like that. I like transitional weather more than I like the extremes. I'm right. a fall spring person. Right. So it's Rather like than, mm-hmm. it's like you know when you grow up in Miami and shit. It's hot a lot of the times. You know what I'm saying? Right. You might get that one cold day that's 32 degrees or something. 31 degrees. You know. Wow. You might get that one day like that every two three years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you come around, you know, January, February, and it just might be that day where it's it's uh, nice outside, the humidity is low, the breeze is blowing. You know what I'm saying? You could walk, you know, you could have on like a light sweatshirt or a light jacket, or you could just have on your T-shirt and feel the breeze. You know what I'm saying? So... One day that happened to me. I was walking along South Beach. I'm like, damn, it's beautiful out here. You know what I'm saying? You know how you just stop yourself. You be in your mid stride. Da, da, da. Damn, it's beautiful out Take here. Take it in. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then you know how some of these signs have the, the time and the temperature. And I, and I looked up right. and it said 74 degrees. I'm like, whatever degrees mm. this is. I like this. <laughs> this my this my shit. It's my song. <laughs> this my song. And, and the other day, I was I was walking down down the street to the from the restaurant to the hotel, and I had that same feeling. I was like, ah, it must be seventy four degrees. And then I looked on my phone. Sure enough, it was seventy five. But you know. Close enough. <laughs> sure enough. Sure enough. It was seventy five. <laughs> I think that shit. So, <laughs> so you know, I was like, "Ooh, that is close enough." I take that. But you know, what I'm saying again, it won't be seventy five forever. You know, what I'm saying now today, I think the highs in the eighties. So it's like, damn. Now you got to talk about transition. You got to transition out of these little transitional clothes and get into your summer shit you know what i'm saying so i'm totally unprepared as usual every year i don't know why i don't prepare for summer shit but i never do i just buy more crew necks and hoodies and shit and (laughs) and be a fool so then you come to that crucial crossroad that we come to every year on this podcast what am i gonna wear for the summer and i don't know you know, each year you try to, you know, it seems like you got to you gotta renew your summer shit every year. It's like you can't bring your old summer shit back for whatever reason. It seems like summer clothes change every every single year. And, yeah. and I don't know where to go this year. I don't even know the trends. I ain't even been outside to know what the trends are for, for warm weather wear and right. how, how, how you're supposed to look this summer. You know what I'm saying? So... That's what I'm on trying to figure that part out. You know, I, um, I don't know if you have any uh, tips or or sightings or any insight on fashion trends summer 22. But if you do, I would like to, you know, I would like to hear what you got to say. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up. I don't really have any uh, <clears throat> insight all the way, but it's, it's to that point. 
I feel you. We at that crossroads. We at that point where you got to pull out your shit from last year and sort through and see what's going to make it through the next year and what, you know, what fit, what, you know what I'm saying, what played out, all of that shit. And it made me realize, and I've been hearing this term for years, and I never really paid attention to it until maybe like last year. I started doing some reading up on it, and maybe it's because I informed myself or whatever, but like, I'm kind of sick of fast fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like this whole, because I've, I've, shit, I think if you, uh, depending on the amount of means you have, Fast fashion is like fast food, right? It's one of them things that you'll indulge in because it's always in budget. But however, that shit don't really age well. You know what I'm saying? Even if you go high tier fast fashion, that shit, something about it, either the wash is going to throw it off or the shit is a little too on trend for the moment. It damn near... Got a fucking date on it You know that's the You know that's one of them Cardinal rules Don't ever buy some shit With the date on it Cause that's gonna that You got one year on that bitch Don't get no polo 2021 shit You look crazy You know what I'm saying You gotta wait 20 years To you know be on some retro shit baby But damn You fucked up for many years You paid a good grip for that Dated ass shit So but that's what Yeah some circus shit, exactly. And then what happens is a lot of this shit, this is something that I've been doing now because uh, also, you know, like this is, you know, this is, I guess I've been beat down into like online shopping. I still don't like to online shop, but I've, I like, they didn't got me. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to get some shit and you ain't got no time to go downtown or wherever the fuck or go out to the store and, like, I like to touch the garments. You know what I'm saying? I like to try this shit on, look at it. You know what I'm saying? See what it, you know, how the, how the material feel and all of that shit. But nowadays, you can't really, you can, but it's a, it's a, I guess it's out of the way. Or maybe now that there's so much convenience via the laptop or the phone that you could just do the shit from the safety, not safety, but from the comfort of your couch, right? But... What I've been doing now is I'll be going to that little details tab. I notice a lot of shit is polyester as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And, you know, like, I, I ain't, I'm no stranger to polyester. You know what I'm saying? But I do know, I do know that shit, that shit don't age well. That shit don't feel good in the summertime. That shit be trapping your sweat. Like, all of that shit. That is, you know what I mean? The shit don't wash that well. You know, the God forbid, I just hit one of my um, favorite pair of shorts with a with a hot iron and fucked it up a little bit. You know, when you get that shit, you get that little keloid on your on your your garment. That shit is this this one of my favorite pairs of shorts too. Hell <laughs> yeah, that shit. That shit look nasty Little origami Yeah <laughs> Folded up like a fucking paper plane You know what I mean Now one leg is shorter than the other leg You can't even These are some indoor shorts Now you gotta wear these in the house This is some shit you cooking Now so boom 
it's that shit be killing me. And I've never been like a thrifter kind of guy. Never really been. I got friends of mine. You know, after you get live long enough, you realize now as you live long enough, a lot of the shit that you bought in the store, crispy, is being refound. In the thrift spots, like there's some nice little polo. If you go to an, you know what I mean. If you know where to go, or you go on eBay and shit like that. I've never really been Johnny pre-owned and all of that other shit. Gently used. I don't really like all of that. I like to be the first one to, 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 you know, pop the tag. But, you know, it's like, um, you know, sometimes I guess the opposite of fast fashion. I don't know if it's couture, but it's like. It's some pricey shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, like, you get into the, you know, some people used it for fast fashion, but you really get into the the mindset of buying pieces. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you buy a piece, that shit got way more staying power. Oh, this piece is actually from uh, 2007. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, this is a great piece. You know, like, I've been watching some of these little videos where people, there's the, this cat uh, on YouTube, Tristan Payne, I think, I, somehow he came through the algorithm and he just be walking around New York City and asking people, what are you wearing? And, you know, people that like that fashion, boy, they love to tell you what they're wearing. Oh, this piece, I got this from uh, thrifting. It's a vintage uh, such and such. And this is a uh, such and such. Like, niggas be talking about it. Like, you know. And uh, I always like when people talk about the shit that they care about. So I, I respond to it. But long ass story short, I'm just as lost as you because I don't know. I don't even know where to get some of the best pieces. Because some of these places, I be thinking some of this shit is a little inflated. Some of this shit that some of this shit, some of these, and you gotta be careful because some of that shit is still fast fashion. Yeah, but it's hyped the fuck up. Yeah, even you know what I'm saying. Even some of them big pieces, you know what I'm saying. They they Uh they still put that circuit date on you because it'd be like, oh yeah, that came from the 2021 collection. Nigga, they got Mm -hmm. that old shit on. You can't wait. The work from home collection. Yeah, yeah it's the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> COVID season one. Yeah, they good. I will say this <laughs> though, like summer, right? You know, you know Terrell, Terrell Jones, you know what I'm saying? He's Absolutely. A, he's a fashion person, a stylist. Uh, you know, I I don't even want to call him a stylist because he like has a vision. Like nigga always got a vision. And salute to them. You know what, real quick, I think I'm almost positive. He played a large part in this new DJ Khaled yes. Air Jordan 5 drop. So, yeah. Khaled whole fashion operation for the last mm-hmm. I mean, however many years. Yeah, but I think he designed. I think, I mean, he think he might have yeah. put, put his, his hand, hand on, on that. that. But, but go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, most definitely probably put his hands on it. Um, uh-huh. But Terrell, right? Yep. Every summer. I don't know. It had to be about five summers straight. Mm-hmm. Every summer. You know, they come with the colors and, the, you know what I'm saying, that whole look that, you know, Khaled be having, that Nipsey mm-hmm. be wearing, that that type shit, that look, colors, little, you know, Miami-looking shit. And every year you be like, man, I should get me some of that. But nah, that shit going to play out next year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Next year come, whole new set of that shit. Whole, you know what I'm saying? Different, you know what I'm saying? Same thing, different, you know what I'm saying, palettes. Mm-hmm. And they then did it again. And then... Come back the next year, same shit. So last year, and I forget that, and I didn't remember this until we started having this conversation. Last year, I was like, man, it, it got to the fall. I was like, I saw, I saw Terrell at, at Bell's birthday party. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, listen, man, 
I need you to get me together for the summer. He was like, man, whatever. He's like, I know he got a line coming out soon, so I don't know if it's going to be out yet, but I need my man tutelage on the summer situation because the man been running the summer about five years straight with the looks that, you know what I'm saying, you'll see people starting to do the looks from five years ago. They ain't started to do it till about two years ago, you know, and it's you know, and it's starting to spread out. But it's just... Like sometimes you look at stuff and you might think it's it's fast, but you know sometimes some people got a different kind of vision, and it's a it's a subtle subtle thing to it. Like I wouldn't wear like Khaled would wear, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't even talking about all the pieces that Khaled be wearing, but in those pieces I see pieces, even the stuff that he Terrell wear himself in the summer. Like yo, I can see myself in that shit. It'll look different on me. I will rock it differently. But he owned the something with that shit right there. Cause it's it's like it's the grown man version of running the summer type shit. You know what I'm saying? Not the not the suit man, not the grown man and the, not the gentleman, but like the outside man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like we outside, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's built, it's, it's built for Cuban not leaks. The gentleman. <laughs> right, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Like the built yeah. for Cuban leaks crowd. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right. like but yeah. the grown version. Like not the uh-huh. you know, not the just I just pop out, I'm not, you know what I'm saying, I'm a hot boy. But like yeah, I, I'm outside, I've been outside for quite some time and mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Comfortable. You see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I got my watch. I got my, you know what I'm saying? I got my chain. You know, you see where I'm at with it. Right. Yeah, so I'm going to have to do some consulting with, with Terrell and we'll see what we we come up with for the summer. Y'all stay tuned, I guess. this Because this is all off the top of the dome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even know how much this going to cost. So. Right, right. Well, you let me know. Yeah, keep me posted, man. Keep me posted. I always see. I hear that. I've had that conversation with before too. It's a vulnerable conversation. I think we talked about that. We had that conversation with Rachel one time. It's a, for right, me. Right. It's on a vulnerable the show, on the show, but yeah. that was it. Was about so, jeans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or yeah, or just yeah. She broke us down like you know what I'm saying. Well, she broke me down. I ain't gonna speak for you. I'm sitting right next mm-hmm. to her, and she was like, "Yeah, when you buy your jeans, you know, you gotta you gotta buy buy the type of jean that got a little bit of stretch to it." I'm feeling right. my jeans. My jeans is stiff as a fucking board. And it wasn't Japanese stiff. It was just regular old denim stiff. <laughs> just stubborn. Stubborn wash. <laughs> stubborn wash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. Right. I'm I'm doing it wrong. But that mm-hmm. was a catalyst for me changing my whole shit. Right. Right. It was a catalyst. I, yeah. I'm always impressed. Obviously, people like Terrell and Rachel, they... they that's their career. So they make their money doing that. And it's it's an investment when they do it. But like outside of scammers, and I don't even know if they scammers, you know what I'm saying? But I've always been impressed by cats that could throw that shit on that are not, uh, you can't really point to what they do. They just stay fresh. You know what I'm saying? They might not be a scammer. They might not even be a hustler. They just know how to put some shit together. And they, and they will do uh, the luxury of the moment. 
right? It'll be the brand new Balenciaga shit that is on the stand. It's right on the rack right now. The shit might not even hit the rack just yet, but it is this season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The shit might even the shit might even be bold enough to have the date on that shit, but. <laughs> You won't ever see them with that shit again. A year from now, they'll have that year's hot shit. Right. And I'll be wondering. I never want to, because I don't like to pocket watch, and I don't, never, I don't really like to ask many questions. I've had friends of mine in passing that were kind of artful in that. And even then, part of the persona of that is to kind of, or at least the people that I know, is to present it like, it ain't no thing. It's just how I do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't really uh, tack them down to some real, real information. It's gonna be real abstract. What I'm gonna give you? Because I want to know. I want to see the spreadsheet. I want to know what the budget was. What's going on? Spreadsheet. Are you? Huh? Ain't nobody, nobody going to do because they got to really fuck with you. Yeah, but what up? Because it's yeah, gonna be go a ahead. lot of it's gonna be a lot of um, you know, sacrifice Trickery. in that spreadsheet. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, like, it's a commitment to to get that. You know what I'm saying? That seasons, whatever is whatever. And mm-hmm. while you know what I'm saying, it was a time that I was trying to be in that cycle. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you. That shit, that shit be like, okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. I'm going to drop 800 on this shirt. It's fine. You know what I mean? It's cool. It's cool. Woo-wee! <laughs> and then, uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. you rationalize it to yourself and all that. Right. And then you go right. on and live with it and you be happy with it. And then the next season come. You got to do that shit again. And at a certain point, you just like, man, fuck this. Especially around the times where you start having kids and shit. You, be, you know what I'm saying? You got to sacrifice, you know what I'm saying, some kid shit to to do that shit, to keep it going. Like, ah, right. do they really need to go to private school? Shit. Fuck that. <laughs> I got to stay fresh. <laughs> Fuck that. Sorry, kid. <laughs> Come on, then, I got it. over-rationalized. It's like, shit, that school was 30, so shit, we good, good. <laughs> right, 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 right. That opens up a whole nother line item. Yeah. But, you know, that that that's a commitment, and and when you open it up and you start to look deep into it and shit, you know you you gotta make their own decisions whether or not that's worth it to you. For some people, it is because they they have branded themselves in a way and their lifestyle is set up in a way where you know fresh is the price of admission, you know. And some people, you know, they don't care about that, you know, and you just you use that for something else. But all the money that you're making. It's being allocated, whether it's on some fresh shit or, you know what I'm saying, whether it's on some dutiful, you know, financially, fiscally responsible shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. everybody got them choices. But, you know, a lot of people choose fresh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what? I think to that point, and that's why, you know, obviously it ain't too many people that's going to show you the spreadsheet. I got one homie that gave me a little bit of intel here and there. I just had a conversation with him. Um and it's fun, you know, because I do think a lot of that shit, there's, there's a, if we go back to the Venn diagram, there's the Venn diagram of getting fresh and day trading, right? Because it's like, you know, especially now in the Instagram era, especially if you want these, you know, 
gonna throw the fit on, you know what I'm saying? Take a fit pick and, you know what I mean, put that shit in posterity. You know, now it's almost like you gotta get up, you gotta, you know, it can never be seen, can't be photographed in this again. Or if it is, it's flipped in a whole situation. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of people that are flipping these shits that are either taking shit back or they selling it off at the, you know, at the high, not at the low. That's where the day trader comes in. It's like, well, look, I can get this, you know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit of finagling. And, you know, I guess I kind of get a little bit of how it could be done. It's just a real deal commitment. You have to be about that life. And... Look, it's hard enough for me to get off the couch and go to the place to touch the fabric. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, like, it, I know it's a lot of moving. Just like anything else that you committed to, there's so many little, you know, moving parts that are part of the thing, you know? But uh, Then there's the rental houses of it all. There's that, too. Yeah, so so you you know, out here in Atlanta they got they got the rental house. Actually, you you know Fiscani? I know of them. I know who I know the name. I know yeah, I think that, that was, I know that was the name. Lindsay's people. Right. Okay, that's how I know the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she came moved to Atlanta from New York. Oh, it's a female. Okay, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. She moved to Atlanta from New York uh-huh. and uh-huh. opened a, a like a a big studio full of Clothes, you know what I'm saying, like wardrobe for you right, know right. that you can rent, you know, for films, for videos. But you know, some people use it for fashion, for Instagram, right. snap, snap, and take it on back to the rental house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that flipping you talking about, you know, buy mm-hmm. buy high and resell while still in season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shit, you seen Gucci Man and his wife doing that? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, they, they had a doing? whole site selling they shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they shit that they don't, whoa, they put that shit right on the site for sale. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, sometimes that fresh is also, you know what I'm saying, a business model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It um, is. I see it. I've, I've seen some of that shit up close, but uh, <clears throat> it's a commitment. And, you know, Salute to those people. Salute to those people that are doing it. You know what I mean? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it. I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna figure out another summer and see what happens this summer. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. You let me know your experience if you go through with the whole um, yeah, the Terrell consultation. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah keep us posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's approaching. That's what it is. Oh man, what else is going on with you? Ah uh, man, shit! I'm just out here working, man. You know, um, mm-hmm. got a team going out to Coachella, so that's exciting. Even though I ain't going, it's just exciting mm-hmm. knowing that we covering it and mapping it out for the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you at the spot now where it's like, hey, you can't make everything. You know what I'm saying? So right. So um, did you want to go? No, nah, I mean it was it was like a last minute thing. So it was like okay. yesterday we kind of like you know what, boom, we need to be there, you know, and then um, right, and so and then I already got I got a uh, I got a previously scheduled engagement, you know what I mean? Mm. My daughter's birthday, so oh okay though okay right 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 <laughs> yeah so we ain't, yeah, we ain't yeah. missing that. 
for Coachella. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, that, that, yeah, that ain't the luck. But I, I did yeah. learn, <laughs> I did learn that, you know, the rich private schools in L.A. Mm-hmm. have like, off. like days off from school for Coachella. Wow, that's respect. <laughs> <laughs> that is respect, and that might have been some type of uh, contribution, kickback. No, it's that's why so many kids would go. That you know, right. they like, wow, we might as well just not have school for yeah. the, the poor little scholarship kids who couldn't go. Wow, 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 that's huge. It was a conversation. Is that arguably is that now the biggest festival? In the game, I, I never um, tried to calculate it or tabulate it. Yeah, I need the. Uh, that's what the there was a, the conversation about that. Um, <clears throat> it's one of those things that I wouldn't mind going to for like a day and a half just to witness it. Because the lineup don't always really appeal to me, but it's definitely a a cultural moment on a different level. It's not, you know, maybe not all our culture, but it is definitely something that is moving the needle and it seems to be, you know, uh, it's an event. You know what I mean? It's an event. It's been going on for a long time. It seems to be, you know, this whole remote situation. It's just one of those things that I would kind of want to see what the vibe is like. I don't know if I'd be there longer than, again, like a day and a half probably be good with me because I don't like to be too remote. I don't like to be around. I don't, not the festival shit is, you got to have a certain level of, uh, you know, endurance for a lot of that shit. And, um, but just to kind of, just to kind of be in there, just to kind of be in there on some, like I would treat it like a regional trip. Like, let me see how they, with this Coachella vibe is like what's it like on the ground there you know how's how's it move what's the what's the the etiquette like how's you know what i mean how do these you know what's the culture in that moment but um yeah that's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting um yeah what else is going on i know what was interesting (laughs) what talk to me that damn franklin saint (laughs) Yeah, was it interesting? Cause I be Uncle forgetting Jerome's, now. Uncle Jerome's wedding. <laughs> oh man, go ahead. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <sighs> you know, it, it it hurts to talk about it in a way. You know, what I'm saying that we're not used to talking about it in previous seasons. Uh, but. <clears throat> You know, it was Uncle Jerome and Aunt Louie's big day. Everything was going smooth. And, you know, our resident, uh, what they call a sherm head, mm-hmm. decided to lace the chocolate for the whole wedding. And now everybody's on LSD, which means the script has to go in a very uh, psychedelic way. Which, you know, it's a creative device for writing. I could call it lazy. You know what I'm saying? Let's just lazily throw a bunch of little plot points in that we could skip through real fast because everybody was high. I could call it that. Or I could just sit back and enjoy the ride and watch the drama of of the, the pretty stoic Franklin Saint be high on LSD. 
you know, talking shit, holding imaginary guns and, you know, doing his thing. Going through his whole life life moment, his life crisis, while everybody else is enjoying the high, he's in there having a life crisis, and acting acting not himself. <sighs> you know, I didn't really want to see it like that, but you know, I was talking to one of my homeboys, and he pointed out one thing. You know, what I mean, um, the part of where Franklin called Teddy and um, broke that shit down to him. Now, Teddy had been kind of sunning Franklin the whole, since he'd been back from Cuba. You know what I'm saying? Making Franklin his son. Like, motherfucker, this is how it's going to be. You out here bullshitting. You fucking up. You need to get your peoples together. You know what I'm saying? Now, the price going to stay the price. You know what I'm saying? Actually, the price might be going up. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to do it how how I want to do it. Don't bring nobody new around here. Come by yourself, motherfucker. But I might need security. Fuck your security. Come by yourself. So that's how Teddy been treating Franklin all season. So on PJ, on PCP or LSD or whatever the fuck, Franklin calls Teddy. Look, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you before you kill me. Because if it come down to us, you the one going to be dead. So, you know what I'm saying? Now, he probably wouldn't have normally threatened the CIA agent, but ha. He did so. You know what I'm saying? And that might be the best thing that came out of the script because now it sets off, with the, uh, you know what I'm saying? It one puts Teddy on his motherfucking heels like, oh shit. <laughs> I got to, hey, you know what I'm saying? As my homeboy said, he <laughs> hung up the phone, looked like he had a frog in his throat. <laughs> so, so, you know, now he got something to fucking think about. And he. Pretty much out here wildcatting as a CIA agent. Now he ain't got the full support of the system, so that could be a very well be a, a, a real variation for him, whether or not this man coming for him. So I guess that was the one interesting thing that came out of it. The rest of that shit was fluff. You know what I'm saying? His mama wilding, doing crazy shit. Done invited the man to the wedding. Now she, you know what I'm saying? No, damn near exposing the man. Now Ivy on an Ivy on motherfucking high alert. It's a trip. What's your thoughts? You know, I'm sitting over here mourning the show. Uh <clears throat> grieving. It's, it's, it ain't what it used to be. You know, the shit is not what it used to be. That it's like you know, you kind of said all this at the top of the season. You know, you felt like the shit was broadening and expanding it for, you know, various opportunities to to showcase different uh, vantage, you know, trains of thought and different, you know, things that were outside of uh, the sensibility of what it once was, right? Um you know, I shit gets me sad, bro. You know, every time I watch the shit, I do. I feel away, man. I be thinking about John Singleton, man. I know damn well. <sighs> if he was in the damn in the in the, at the table read, he would have some veto power in this bitch. Like, whoa, what the? What are we doing? Like, this shit is something different. Like, it's something different, and it's like. 
I've I've like look, I'm still watching White Power. So I guess I have a threshold for just ridiculousness. You know what I mean? And we'll talk about it, but I'm obviously I'm watching Atlanta. And like I said, Atlanta takes the best tangents on TV. Right? So the thing about Atlanta, the thing about power for different reasons, but both the common denominator is I'll sit there and I'll just go with it. It's almost like a Marvel movie. It's like, I, that's what we doing? Oh, they can fly too? Oh, okay, you can't kill them when you do that. Okay, okay, wow. I'm with it. I'm just going to watch until the credits roll, right? Uh, Snowfall was always grounded in some type of cause and effect. You know what I mean? Some type of... Uh, you know, the sensibility was pretty consistent. Now, like I said last week, this shit is very love boat. It's very soap opera, silly, you know, like Scully, although he was a sherm head, he was dead ass serious. He was crazy, but he was dead ass serious. He wasn't like, this nigga felt like um, Quahog from Family Guy. Like, you know, like the little weirdo neighbor, you know what I'm saying? Like, even in his suit, like, he just, hey, so what? what's going on with the chocolate? So is that, you know what I mean? Like, it just, like, what's going on? Like, when he first said, are you about to leave? I thought he was going to do some real shit, some right. real tragic right. shit. shit up. Yeah, not spike the punch. And <laughs> I do that. Like fast times at Richmond High School. Yeah, some old high school prom shit. You know, spike the motherfucking chocolate, the chocolate ball with the with the PCP or the LSD or whatever. So now everybody tripping, right? So I don't know if I would say it's lazy. I think it's just like a departure, like a wild departure. But maybe to your point, like it gets on the, the with the whole I'm going to kill you, Teddy thing. I didn't even peep that because I don't remember him saying that on the phone. I thought he was saying that out loud to himself or he was sitting alone yeah, on the couch. No, nah, that's the device that they use. We couldn't tell what right. was real. But when Teddy hung right. up the phone and walked back to the mm-hmm. car and got in, he told what's her name? Uh, Tehran, I call her Tehran Shorty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying he told Pashmina. Yeah. She's uh-huh. like, "Who was that?" He's like, "It was Franklin." What did he say? He said he was gonna kill me. Uh. Was he serious? Yeah. And then you know, then they took it from there. But she's like, "Well, at least we know he's not at the house." Right. He's not like, at the house. We can go do what the fuck we supposed to do. Right. I'm having so much so, fun, Teddy. This is love affair is so awesome. In the middle right, of our serious right. ass snowfall. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, this shit is that. That that's more. That's the one that really kills me more than anything. That and the fact that Peaches is yet to reappear. Like we talk about Peaches whenever the fuck we want to talk about Peaches. We looking for him, then we not looking for him. This nigga wasn't at the. I mean, who knows? I guess he's in fucking you know Dubai or yeah, Thailand. In Thailand, right? In Thailand, getting the heroin spinning. straight off from, yeah. the, from the farm, farm to fucking, needle, fucking, fucking drip, crazy drip. So, all right, man, the shit was a lot of things were kind of like just a little weird and just like that makes it so. The beginning, Franklin's baby, Veronique goes and meets with Canaan or Kane. 
talking about, yo, I just want to double back, make sure that we're good, that you're not going to kill nobody because I'm expecting, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this is the heir to the throne that I'm carrying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you're not going to kill us, though, because we had a cop. We got a, we got our bond, right? I just want to look you in your eye. Take your, you know. All right, so there's that. That was corny. That was corny. Uh, and if it don't, if it don't net out to nothing. It's unnecessary. That's the whole Veronique storyline was a, a total distraction. You know what, though? This is another thing that I'm thinking, and I even see it in Atlanta too, and I think we've seen it in other shit. One thing to consider, oh, we was, I was saying this with Insecure. One thing to consider is a lot of this shit was filmed during COVID, right? So maybe a lot of people weren't available. Some of these people's profiles have gotten bigger, so maybe they were, you know, committed to other shit. Like, the Franklin, like Damson, like maybe even Jerome, maybe even Louie, you know what I mean? Some of these people might be popping off in other little things or maybe they can't, you know, maybe they had other sides of the world or whatever. They can't get there all the time or whatever. So they kind of like, okay, scaled I, back on I can see what that. we could do. I can see that for Peaches. He's the only one not here. Right. Well, Peaches is probably was on, on the road. Seriously doing comedy show But I wouldn't be surprised You know like Damson's from London Right But he Shit is. was strict over there Yeah but he might have been trying to You know maybe fly back and forth And maybe it was some Who knows I'm trying to give This is a super duper stretch Benefit of the doubt But Man. it makes It makes me wonder Cause to your point of If this don't net out One if it don't net out I will not be surprised Right Right But two Maybe we can't get Damson and we can't get, you know, everybody else. So we got to do a scene with Veronique and uh, Kane because we got to stick to this shooting schedule. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we got to rewrite some shit. Maybe we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's why we don't see much Scully. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's why we had a villain at the top of the thing and killed him by episode two. You know what I'm saying? That's why we he got- He was killed in the same episode. Look at that. So like, you know what I mean? All these, a lot of day players. Anyway, <laughs> so I right, so there's that that scene that shit. I don't think that's gonna turn into anything. So then you know Scully on some old ha 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 shit. You know hits him <laughs> with the LSD. Everybody's tripping. Um, you know the 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 big observation was everybody high except Wanda, which was you know kind of interesting to see. She, uh, she was allergic was, to chocolate. She's allergic to chocolate, but then, you know, she's also in recovery, too. Right. So it's she, like nobody knew, but that was the reason why she didn't have none. Right. Right. That's the reason why. But, you know, also, if you look at just optics wise, damn, near everybody's high. And she was the crackhead. She's the former crackhead and she's stone cold sober. Right. Um, look at God. Sissy. Yeah. Look at that. Sissy is disappointing. It's sad. Like. You done gave these motherfuckers access. But then the, the fucking wedding got everybody there. Like, this is like a fucking mafioso wedding. Like, everybody there. Like, all of the connects and everybody. The plug, the connects, the gunman. Like, this shit seemed weird because maybe you don't want to. I mean, obviously, everybody but Teddy. But maybe you don't want everybody in the same room. You know what I'm saying? Because we do see later on, and not at that point, but it ain't that hard to go around Franklin. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you see, you see fucking uh, Louie pull up on Teddy like, yo, what's good? And then, you know, face actor the war goes to Oso because he ain't say nothing, but they kept cutting to that nigga. He giving you about 11 different facial expressions to show dismay. You know what I mean? He like, oh, Louie, you know what I'm saying? I cry, you know, whatever. Fuck. I don't know why I did that in fucking Portuguese. Um, but, um, but you know, like he he looking, he all disappointed. Teddy, like, I mean, you know, fuck it. Money is money. Um the weird part, like just weird parts so weird. Uh you know, one of the weird things was after she tell Franklin, like, listen, we going our own way, she kissed that man on the lips. Right. At her wedding right. <laughs> What the fuck is going on with this You could have kissed that nigga on the cheek Gave him a hug he You know what I mean That was a little interesting Maybe you still off the LSD I don't know But I don't think she got high nah, 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 they, they always tripping But you know She had been on that shit before That's so she, That ain't That little probably wasn't much to her um, Right But again Franklin and Louis Always had a loose Goose kind of relationship, very um But damn. I mean, but no, no, very um very connected, but very uh what they call that? Um Progressive. Damn, not progressive. Liberated. But not not liberated, but like devoid of, devoid of, of real sexual contact. You know what I'm saying? So like a Bill and Hillary, like a partnership? Yeah, yeah, but you know he had a certain little thing to it. Like it's like a little boy that like his auntie and shit, and you know what I'm saying. And as we see, Louis can play along a crush. You know what I'm saying? Like she, like she do with the with the police officer. Like so, that's a running theme. Like she can move it along because you know obviously she was a, a sex worker and you know what I'm saying. She's right. you know what I'm saying. She she knows different things that that you know normal people probably wouldn't know. So she knows how to keep all that going, and you know, and and Jerome obviously is is progressive enough to take her right. as she is and not in a real really interfere with it, knowing that she ain't finna do nothing too wrong. You know what I'm saying? Which she said, yeah, she said, you know, you took me from the streets, and to that point, you know, sex is more like transactional. It's probably you know, ain't a whole lot of feeling. It is what it is. Still, it was kind of like wow, yeah, it was okay. weird to us, but I think it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Because yeah, their relationship okay. has always been weird, just like just like uh, <laughs> Franklin Mama and and got down on Leon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, there was a moment where <laughs> he was like, "I'm gonna take her to the back of the car." I was like, "Wait, hold on now. What's, what's Leon about to do?" <laughs> Leon like, "Yo, hold on." You know what I'm saying? Like, oh he shit! Was gonna reciprocate yeah, him, taking him, her taking care of him. You know what I'm saying? When she right, that right, sensual right. hair braid, exactly, exactly, <laughs> and that calming yeah. touch. Uh huh. Where he make me feel good. <laughs> yeah, hit him with a Halley moment. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, man, that was that was a little, I don't say unclear, but yeah, it was, was very, it was that a, was an uncomfortable moment. But I think it was mm, true to character, you know. Mm, that part, yeah. you know. So what yeah, what else was in it. that man? Oh, and then another about- another wasted character. They do a lot uh-huh. of wasted characters this season. All of the, you know, uh-huh. all of the you know the white boys in the beginning. You know, mm. saying you know the random. Appearances, the the heron addict who connected, 
Jerome right. with 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 uh therapy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Basically, because right. that's all he was good for. Um, right. But but when you look at the um what is it, the Little Rock couple, Louis Cousins, <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere, like yeah, they, they there for the wedding. I get it. You bring in the characters, but it's like that's a whole wasted storyline. And the little fight, the fight in the middle of the wedding on some old, yeah, that on some was hood, weird. you know what I'm saying? You yeah, know, my see. man, he bought that fighting life, so that was he, yeah, he enjoyed that, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that's that's like when he told Leon, I've been itching to lay a nigga out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's his shit. <laughs> he mm-hmm. a knockout yeah. artist. So right. that ain't nothing but some recreation to him. Um, but it's like they could have exploited that whole little rock yeah. crack pipeline, you know what I'm saying? Right. For the storyline for Jerome and Louie without even you know what I'm saying? That would make more sense for her to go to the plug. She got her own spot. And we know she do, but they ain't showing it. They ain't speaking to it. It's just like, we just got to remember that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious again if it's like production shit. Right. Because so many locations and all that. Right. Because the Little Rock niggas, they like, they getting money. They was in Rod- Rodeo Drive shopping, you know what I'm saying? Talking mm-hmm. they money mm-hmm. talk. You know, mm-hmm. so rodeo. So mm-hmm. obviously the system is working, but we don't see it. Jerome and Louis don't never leave LA, so right. we don't see them packing up their car to get hit the road. We don't see who they workers are. Yeah, it don't make no sense. That Teddy, that Teddy romance storyline shouldn't have superseded any of that. You know what I mean? They getting a lot of play, and it's ridiculous because it's not. I don't think nobody is interested in that shit. I don't think nobody is interested in that shit. Like it just, it's like a whole different show when that comes on. It's like what the fuck? What is this shit? It's it, that to your point. That ain't gonna net out to shit. I don't know what's gonna happen. But like, yeah. hey Theodore, let's get ice cream. Like what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That shit is crazy, man. so Uh, that's that man so we last I guess the the last let off is the button has been pushed it looks like young um, police officer Curl is about to go out and pull the trigger on Kane but it looks like I'm pretty sure it's gonna go left then Kane Kane gonna be like oh that's what it is I'm killing Veronique first. She had the nerve to meet with me one-on-one. I know she's carrying the baby because I feel like they wouldn't have set that up for no reason. You know what I'm saying? She got to die. Uh, I think there's there's been some speculation that Jerome might get hit as... Uh, as a result of the whole Louis deal or whatever, I can't see them going into the sixth season without Jerome and Louis. That shit don't make no sense. I think the Veronique, Veronique. thing will probably be the big, the mm-hmm. big thing, the big table, you know, big thing off the table. I don't know how things are gonna settle with Sissy in this whole. I'm giving you access to the operation shit. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how Franklin gonna take that. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we'll see Peaches. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think who else is there. 
Um, will Kane get killed, or will he just kill and and duck off and make it to the next season? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of anything else that I don't know what's going to happen with the love saga with Teddy and uh, Tehran. I'm thinking, is Teddy going to go on the offensive after Franklin? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's set up. And also, if they did break into the house and bug the house or whatever, what is that gonna? What's that gonna lead to? I don't even know because I don't even trust this season to go. Like it's, it's not really moving in a way that is, uh, you know, like it's it's all over the place. There's no real. Uh, steady flow to this shit So again Like I'm just sitting there And I'm watching it Taking it for what it is I'm almost checked out But I've invested This many episodes So I'm gonna see it through You know what I'm saying Hopefully there's some Cool moments uh, But It's gonna be tough And I'm curious If they can Course correct this shit In the sixth season I don't know But we'll see Cause I think I feel like this season critically, I don't know if I don't know what the critics are saying, but I know the people have been disappointed and I'm hoping that this seems like there's at least some motherfuckers on that set, whether in production, whether talent wise, that keep their ear to the streets. This is one of those shows that the people have been vocal, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's as Influential as how Insecure could be Where Insecure was kind of A little symbiotic relationship But I'm sure this is probably Their worst received season You know what I mean Moving forward So I hope that Somebody in that writer's room They 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 get that stimulus package Or they get that Yo Nah We gotta go out with a bang Cause this wasn't This wasn't the look This was kind of a <sighs> This was a departure, and it was it was a it was a slip. We kind of rolled our ankle on this one. We got to come back strong. But uh, what you got, speculation wise, prediction wise, how you feeling? It is this is this is the this the penultimate episode. This isn't the finale coming up. This is the episode before the finale. It's two episodes know. left, right? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, my prediction is yeah. I think the hit gonna go left. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um. Either he gonna blame the whole family or he gonna figure out the real. And then, then it's a direct scenario on Louis and and Jerome. Mm-hmm. Either way, that's gonna throw Franklin for a loop because he ain't expecting none of this shit. He ain't really got mm-hmm. no hitter with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now he gotta turn into a whole nother kind of, you know what I'm saying, monster to deal with um, Kane. Right. So I think Franklin's redemption comes within this this fuck up. You know what I'm saying? This is how he get everybody back in the play. Because now y'all went out there and did that silly shit. Told y'all leave the man alone. Now I got to fix this shit like I fixed every motherfucker out the house. Right. <laughs> Right, you gotta get his spaz off. One more spaz. Yeah, <laughs> one more spaz. A little fire marshal bell. <laughs> and um 
Yeah, I think in the fallout, if it go the way of he blaming the whole crew, very neat get it first. Um, you know, so they won't waste the whole actress's season for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then they'll roll that shit in the next season. They'll roll this conflict all the way through the finale. And then, you know, Franklin will be the big bad wolf by the time we end this season. Hmm. All right, we'll see. We will see. We're watching. See what happens. But that's that's my take. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was more excited about the show. I'm like, that. It's going to be what it's going to be. Uh... Atlanta. 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 The reparations episode. I like this shit. That shit was that shit was interesting as fuck. Yeah. Start it off. Start it off. Start it off. I I got a lot of little takes. I just don't. (laughs) Okay. Uh because I got some takes too. Okay, so all right. Uh so basically it kicks off. We see, first of all, this is one of them episodes where none of the cast is in it. This is another one of the departure episodes. So it's it's following a white guy who is a, like, you know, corporate white guy, maybe middle management type of situation. Uh, he is divorced, shares custody with his wife of his daughter. Uh, he is... You know, just living life, going into a little coffee shop. Uh, is There's a, a black cat in front of him arguing on the phone with somebody, but he's disconnected from that. He's listening to NPR on his AirPods. He could barely hear the world. He's in his own little world waiting to get his little whatever, his little latte or whatever type of coffee drink in the morning. He sees uh, some cookies. He's looking at them. He... Slips some shits in his pocket, you know, kind of unwittingly, you know what I'm saying? But in full view of the cashier, right? Because I seen him do it. Like, they showed the shit on camera. He puts it in there, but it was was innocent because it's a white guy. You know what I'm saying? It was a black cat doing that shit. They probably full tackled him, called the cops. You know what I mean? It had been a whole situation. But it was like... We seen it, but we didn't see it, or it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He goes out to the world. He realizes, oh, shit, I stole some cookies. Fuck, too late now. Which is kind of a bit of, uh, I guess, a metaphor for the overall theme of the situation. You know what I mean? It's too late now. You know what I mean? The damage is done. You know, that is what it is. It's in the past. Uh, he's being uh, followed we could see by like looks like some type of you know like a Prius or like some type of you know little old school Pontiac like a you know like a regular ass car just like just in the lurking behind them tailing them um, at first I was thinking I was tying it to the homie that was in the um, in the uh, in the coffee shop but nah so then he goes, picks up his daughter, drops all, drops his daughter off, picks up his daughter, and then drops his daughter off at the school. Uh, 
maybe that's when he stole a goes to work, comes back, picks his daughter up. His daughter's in the back seat. His daughter like, yo, are we racist? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's the kids would do. Are we racist? Says, what are you, what are you talking about? Oh, but meanwhile, as he's driving, you know, he's listening to NPR still, and there's this basically this newscast talking about how this black person sued somebody that just got on over at Tesla because they prove that this person over the this new person over at Tesla had links. Basically, their great grandfather owned this person's great great grandfather as a slave, and they proved that they're entitled to reparations. This is a groundbreaking court decision. So much so, like, you think it's an isolated incident, but no, this shit has opened the floodgates to now, you know, they sued him personally, and now black people could do this shit. Now they could look back, and if they got a link, they might have a lick. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that's kind of going on in the background. Little girl's like, are we racist? Says, nah. Do we? Do we own slaves? Says, no. I mean, that was years ago. And, you know, shit, we were slaves in the Byzantine era. You know what I mean? Put it, we're going to go even further back if you want to get on that shit. I like this. Like, but what about Mr. Pedro? It's like, well, I paid Mr. Pedro, <laughs> which is funny. So then they at the crib, you know what I mean? Uh, divorced dad, you know what I'm saying? Having his custody time. They. You know what I'm saying? A lot of divorced dad energy in there. He's standing up, eating, you know what I mean? But trying to, like, make the most out of the moment. But, you know, like, the the, the apartment or the crib looks a little sparse. It ain't bad, <laughs> but it's just, like, it ain't, you know, it ain't it's home. not as... It ain't home. It's definitely not home. It's it's dad's spot. You know what I mean? But he got he got some Parmesan for that spaghetti, though, because you know you like Parmesan. It's the least you do. So he give me some Parmesan, you know, you eating that shit. There's a knock at the door. It's like, what is this? He goes to the door. This motherfucker gets served. He was like, what? What am I getting served for? Yeah. So the, the server, I forget the name of them cats. The guy that's serving him, he steps off and then reveals a black woman in about her 30s, late 30s or something like that. Hype with her camera phone pointing at the dude. Yeah, my name is uh, Shaquage. I forget, but my name is such and such. And this is something I want to talk about too. But um, my name is Shaquage. She hype. You know what I mean? Like, yo, your family owned my your great great grandfather owned my great great grandfather had him as a slave for twelve years. You owe me money. I own it. You know what I'm saying? You owe me money. This is my shit. She walk in the house. He like, yo, get out of my house. She going through, got like, got the camera phone, like, you know, basically appraising the shit, doing a walkthrough. Oh, this is nice. Okay, this is about to be my shit. Da 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 da. He like, yo, you got to get out of here. I'm gonna call the cops. She's like, ah, right, it's all, it's all good. I already talked to them. So she leaves. He's shaking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, what the fuck? So then he's like, oh shit. Now he goes back to the office. The office is different. He's like, yo, what's going on in the office? His homegirl, the white girl's like, you mean all the black people? You know what I'm saying? They're like, the only black people here is Willie and Lester, which I thought was hilarious because, you know, Willie and Lester was that um, ventriloquist act. Um, You know what I'm saying? That old ventriloquist act from back in the day that they named them. So Willie and Lester there, and you could tell they feeling like they about to come up on some shit too. 
You know what I'm saying? They just they just there for sport. Right. They there to they, kick it. I think it. they had already hit their licks. They might have hit their lick and they just come into work just to talk shit. <laughs> yeah. They might have been saying what I'm going to buy with the shit or whatever, whatever. Um, then there's a moment where, uh, uh, I forget her name, but she come through with the megaphone. Like, yo, you owe me. Da, 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 da. White folks is kind of like, they looking at him sideways. They distancing themselves. One white dude got a t-shirt on that says slave owner. That is backwards that he could read when he's in the mirror. That's part of his his uh his settlement. Package. His <laughs> reparation package. That was part of the this, you know. So there's that. Um they like, yo, he goes to he's like, yo, what should I do? They was like, well, ask Willie and Lester. You know, they black basically. How should I? It's like, yo, how could I deal with her? And I think it's either Lester or Willie was like, yo, my my experience with black women. Paying what they, you know, just do what they say. Paying whatever they ask for. And that's the only way you're going to really get them to be quiet. He don't like that information. He go to a white guy. A white guy's like, you got to stand tall. You got to fight this shit. So then he's like, now he on some fighting shit or whatever. He trying to, you know, he think he got a shot. This is my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> the nigga go to his crib. And niggas is cooking out in front of his crib, <laughs> blasting, make it last forever. <laughs> oh, man, that shit is such a black moment. That, that shit scared the shit out of him. You just see all these black motherfuckers comfortable in front of his shit. And then uh, homegirl sees her and tells like, her cousin or something like, that's him right there. That motherfucker turns around, he hits a U-turn, leaves his own crib, is getting chased by the black dude, and in the way they set that shit up, this motherfucker is in hot pursuit, looking like he about to catch this little bullshit-ass Prius. Yo, that nigga ain't had no horsepower. My man was on his ass. He jet off, winds up going to a hotel, you know what I mean, like to escape. For some refuge. It's looking like it's a hotel. Seems like it's some more displaced whites. You know what I mean? Dealing with what the hardship of uh, reparations. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he meets uh, one cat who's talking to him. Who I found out and realized that's the same white guy from the boat. Uh, Ern. Oh, Ernest. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the same white guy from the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and he's, like, kind of like this guy that's, like, I don't know, like a Greek court, but he's kind of the guy that's, like, explaining, because if you remember with the type of shit he said on the boat, basically, like, you know, white people think black people are cursed, but white people are cursed, too, because they think that they're distant from it, but they still got to bear the burden of everything that they did. That's what he said the shit on the boat, and he basically said the whole shit to him again, in this way, like, look, at least you got through it. You know what I mean? You're going to be all right. Your daughter's going to be all right. The curse is going to be lifted as soon as you just, you know, you hold yourself accountable for what happened. You know what I mean? It's it's as easy as taking the responsibility of what was done. You know what I mean? And he kind of dropped that on him, and then he goes step outside. I thought at first, I thought he was going to step outside and call the black people and tell and drop dime on him. He goes over by the pool. Kills himself. Bow! You know what I'm saying? Just falls in the pool, blood, all of that shit. You know what I mean? And then there's a um there's a black cat that's working, was like, 
It's more the same. You know what I'm saying? So I guess this is a common occurrence. This is probably the third white guy that they done had to pull out the pool this month. He said, what now? You know what what, saying? what was the what, what he was said, it? he said it's I think he said it's more where that came from. Ah man. Something to that effect. Basically, it seemed like this is how motherfuckers is dealing with it. Like this shit is they can't live in this society. You know what I'm saying? Even if shit is getting close to equal, mm-hmm. that that's too far gone. You know what I'm saying? Like they there's and even if as what he said, they're unburdened. It's too far gone. I can't. I can't. I can't do life like this. Right. Pat kills himself. Um, so then it cuts to you know. I guess he settled. You know what I'm saying? Like they they garnishing his wages. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it was a little even a little bit of lightweight virtue signaling. Seems like white people always find a way to virtue signal because it was like he's in line and they're getting their checks. They're like yo. If you're on the reparations, you know, situation, the reparations plan, come over here. And there's one guy performs like 10%. And then it's up to him. It's like 15%. And the guy's looking at him like, damn, 15%. He's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm giving 15%. You know, that type of shit, you know. Good thing they can't garnish my tips. You know, that type of shit. So he's he's in play. He's compliant. You know what I'm saying? He's dealing with it. Then it cuts to, you know, this thing of working as a waiter. Or a busboy or some shit like that. I think it's a waiter or whatever. And, um, you know, they go outside. It's a fancy restaurant. And then you just see, like, most of the clientele are black people with white people waiting on them. Which is, like, the the ultimate turn of events. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers is in power now. You know what I mean? Yeah, send that state back. That shit too rare. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, uh... It was one of those things, man. It was one of those situations. It's interesting. Yeah. But if y'all yeah, think that's man. how it's going to play out in real life, you're sadly mistaken. It's going to be way more gunfire. You think it's not going to be barbecuing on Bubble Joe's lawn, man? It's going to be a whole lot of stand your ground shit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can't spell reparations without AR-15. Right. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Uh, what you nah. What you think? What's your takes, man? I, that's what I, that was my take. That was my my take of it was down. These they they went about it way too easily. You know what I'm saying? He just ran yeah. the man out of his house. I don't right. Think, oh, it's, you can't even come on their block. You saw the white people in St. Louis with their guns. You couldn't even yeah. come on their block to do your little protest. Talking about come mm-hmm. come to get your reparations. Mm-hmm. They gonna mm-hmm. they gonna be the new drill rappers. Get it in blood, nigga. Get it in blood. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, yo, there was that other funny part when his wife was like, "I'm Peruvian." <laughs> his wife was like, "I ain't white no more. I don't need you coming around here." Oh, yo, yeah. he, he was yeah. almost he was almost back in there too. Hell like, yeah, mommy's wearing that perfume. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> I crazy. think she likes you. He's like, ah, uh, yeah, got to get back in there. Mm-hmm. No, no, you no, bet. with your white ass. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, oh, oppressor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. She even changed the color of her emoji. <laughs> Watch that shit. Yeah, she was that shit. She said, I'm Peruvian. I said, what? You was white yesterday. <laughs> said, nah, not no more. Oh I'm claiming shit! Claiming my Peruvian side. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Kate. Yeah, that, but, uh, you know, that, you know, 
that was it's a, a good exercise on the topic of, of reparations, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know they got one thing that like niggas do get reparations. The niggas is stunting. Shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah. I guess it, it depends on who your owners was. Right. You find out your people ain't had no. The people that own you, they, they ain't had no money. They ain't even make no money. <laughs> All slave owners wasn't the rich slave owners. You know what I'm saying? That's some shit. Damn. Nigga <laughs> came from a broke ass plantation. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Oh, that's that's even worse. That's the worst discovery of all. Nigga, they ain't make no money. Them niggas, uh, yeah. They just had one or two of y'all to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> work, yeah. work the little <laughs> collard green patch. <laughs> right, right, right. That shit was terrible. Their land was terrible. Uh, it ain't really rain in that area too much. So, yeah, they couldn't make too many. There. The crops was very thin. You looking over yeah, there? The, you looking over there at the slaves at the big plantation? Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Shit, this nigga was on the wrong plantation. Oh shit! But uh, it was interesting. There was I don't know if you saw this shit. It was some real weird. It's some Donald Glover shit. But um, he did an interview in Interview Magazine where he interviewed himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, interview magazine, they always pair you with somebody, some type of peer, somebody that's really like just as interested or, you know what I mean, make for a good conversation. Nah, he interviewed himself. And I'm be fun, I'm be honest about it. Uh it was a high interview. It was a little self serving, but it was it wasn't a, it wasn't terrible. Like I read that shit like it was a real interview. But um there was some moments in there. There's uh, there's parts where uh, it was kind of interesting because you know when you interview yourself, you could fake put yourself on the hook, but then obviously get yourself out of it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just you. You know what I mean? You don't gotta really. You're not gonna really hold yourself that accountable but one of the things that they asked was uh or they one of the things that he asked himself was uh it was like one of the things was like are you afraid of black women like that was like one of the questions because it was like i forget the whole thing um black it was it was it was just an interesting thing and he was like are you trying and i wish i had the thing in it but it was just an odd question that's been kind of getting Tossed around online, people, you know. What was his answer? Always kind of had. Uh, I'm trying to find this shit. I'm gonna try to find it while we talking. He was like, "Are you using uh, talk amongst yourselves? Well, I'll find this shit. Interview yourself, Ali. While I find this interview, <laughs> what the fuck's going on?" Man, you know it's all good, you know what I mean? I'm out here just trying to rise and shine, create a new space for myself in the world, you know? I'm out here wrestling with my old self to be my new self, you know? It's it's tough some days, but we get by, you know? You found that okay. shit? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I got it, I got it. Uh... uh they're like, uh, 
Speaking of Malcolm X, you hear what Dr. Umar said about you. He laughs, yeah, what'd you think? I, and I don't know exactly what he said about him. I think it was more about him being an interracial romance or whatever. So it's like, it's old footage. I think he has some interesting ideas, but I disagree him on that one. I do think it's, and he says, the guy, uh, Donald asked him, he says, I do think it's interesting to separate marriage as a political act. Because I've heard Dr. Umar talk about, that's why he doesn't really get into interracial marriage because, you know, you know, it undermines the, the cause or whatever. Uh, he says, yeah, I guess, but where does it end? How would I know if something's for me if it's all a political act? And, and Donald asks Donald, are you afraid of black women? He says, why are you asking me that? As if that's not him. <laughs> and he says, I feel your relationship to them has been play, has played a big part in your narrative. He says, I feel like you're asking black women to question my blackness. And then he says, all right, are you going to teach your kids how to be black? Da, 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 da. So it's just a, it's just a weird thing to kind of, I guess, nod to the fact that, you know, like I see that shit is bumpy. You know what I mean? You know, I'm married to a white woman. I see that, um, you know, like uh, there's been, I think, you know, like Twitter is like they he used to say wild shit about black women. You know what I'm saying? There's um, what else is there that they had in there? But it was just a, it was just a weird thing. I mean, like when you're interviewing yourself to kind of get provocative, but then don't get provocative. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's kind of like. I'm aware of what y'all saying, but I'm not really gonna indulge it. But just know that I hear you, type shit. I mean, similar uh, to Jay Z's verse. Jay Z, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Phase on love. You know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. But um, it was interesting. But you know, people on Twitter been kind of, you know, moving about, going in about it a little bit. Bird. Yeah, it is what it is. Ah, uh, shit. But that's it. You got anything else about this show? Nah, that's it, man. I actually got to break out to this meeting in a few minutes. Shit, I got to break out too. Well, shit, then you know what? Till next time, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.